The primary purpose of the Matova Mind experience is to educate, and it doesn't constitute advice or services. Before making any changes, please consult a medical or dietary professional. Nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So, take a seat and enjoy the ride. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Mad Overmind Experience. I'm your host, master trainer, and weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And today I have for you the owner of Hyperion Herbs, Brandon Gilbert. We're going to talk about some medicinal stuff. And one of my favorite topics, mushrooms. And of course, we're going to have a hack of the episode. It's going to be an interesting one. It's how to not get ripped off when purchasing medicinal mushrooms. And Brandon has a smile on his face when I said this. I can't wait for this answer. I can't wait for this answer. But before we get into this, let's welcome my man Brandon to the show. And Brandon, tell my audience about yourself. Hey, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity and uh, looking forward to hopefully telling people how to not get ripped off when buying mushrooms. (laughs) Um, Among other good things, among other good things. So go ahead, my friend. Yeah, I just laughed when you said that because I remember I wrote that article in maybe like 2011, um, you know, and this was like, in terms of the internet and health, health wise, this was like almost like a, a long time ago, even though it's only, you know, 11, 12 years, like a lot's changed in that time. Um, so I, that's why I was just chuckling. I remember when I originally sat down to write that article and how um, the impact it had at that time. But yeah, I mean, I guess my kind of my brief bio is uh, I founded Hyperion Herbs in 2010 I started my YouTube channel, Hyperion TV, in 2009. And I think at, at this point, I think there's well over 700 videos on that channel. And I just created my YouTube channel to more or less share a lot of the information and the experiences that I'd had working with tonic herbs and Chinese philosophy and different kind of health modalities that uh, I got into pretty early in my life to, you know, get over health problems and kind of sort out some issues that I was dealing with uh, early on. So I think I started that channel in 2009 and then I launched Hyperion Herbs in 2010 because at that time, I mean, they really couldn't get very potent tonic herbs in a format that was easy to use and or accessible price-wise. So I had to do a lot of work to solve those problems for myself. And so I just was like, well, I guess I'll kind of share this with people because it's really helped me out and kind of that's that's where it started and you know early on in my life when i had regular jobs uh, i worked at some different health food stores uh, in the town i lived in and i worked at a juice bar so i kind of would see see the industry and you know and see that people typically thought herbs don't do anything herbs are weak herbs are stupid and honestly that's kind of what i thought too because that was my experience like because most of the stuff at the shelf on the shelf at the store was pretty weak, pretty ineffective, and just didn't really 
do that much. Uh, or it was just a really weak form of that. So I would take it, not feel anything and then be like, yeah, this stuff's dumb. Um, which is like, it's an important point because especially if you have people that are coming from a pharmaceutical kind of mindset, they're usually used to having a reaction from something that they take, even if that reaction is negative, like they at least feel something. So they know something's occurring, but then you get into all, many of the store-bought herbs and they don't feel anything. So they assume it's a complete waste, which sometimes that's true. Sometimes it's not because there's a lot of, a lot of gray area in there in terms of someone's sensitivity to their body and so many different factors. So, you know, I had that kind of experience as a background and when I was working at a, at a juice bar, I was making drinks for people. I was making juices, making herbal elixirs and just blowing people's minds because number one, they'd never heard of the stuff, you know, cause this was 2005, 2004, five and six, when I was doing this stuff in a small town in Kentucky, like no one had heard of reishi mushroom or, co or coconut oil or raw cacao or maca or cordyceps or chaga or lion's mane or any of these other things that are kind of trendy now. Like at those times, people were just blown away by it. Um, so, yeah, just kind of following those things, trying to solve my own problems. And then um, it's, actually, it's actually kind of funny because for pretty much all of my life, I was really shy, really reserved, didn't say much, was not very social was not very intelligent, was not well-spoken, was not articulate in any way, shape, or form. I was just kind of dumb and depressed and whatever. And then just at a certain point around 2004, 2005, from the health stuff that I was doing, my brain just turned on. And a lot of abilities that I didn't have before, I was started getting. Hence, I was able to you know, make 700 videos on YouTube and write multiple eBooks and do thousands of hours of podcasts and articles and so many different things that for most of my life, I would have never even thought was possible. Um, and I owe a lot, I owe a lot of a, a decent chunk of it to, you know, the power of many of the different tonic herbs, obviously combined with eating well and exercising and many of the other components. Um, so yeah, fast forward 2023, Hyperion Herbs is still going, Hyperion TV is still going. And uh, I'm kind of more more or less doing the same thing that I've been doing <laughs> since I was a teenager, but uh, in hopefully a slightly more efficient and effective manner. Love it. So let's talk about your health journey then. Cause, uh, sure, yeah. So tell my audience about your health journey and also what did you learn along this journey? Or some of the biggest lessons you learned along this journey? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think... On one hand, I was lucky because I didn't really have any physical or physiological problems. All of my problems were like psycho-emotional because I hated where I lived. I didn't like the people I was around. I didn't like the school that I went to. I didn't feel any connection to my environment in any way, shape, or form. I felt just repulsion and kind of like pretty strong negative emotions. Uh, but then didn't really know how to deal with it, didn't know how to process it, didn't understand it. So it just kind of bobbled up inside, which then pretty much started to ruin my digestion. Because when you have those emotions and you bottle them up, it basically screws your liver function pretty heavily, uh, which then kind of ruins your digestion, which then ruins your mood, which then ruins your mental focus. Like it's a whole cycle of things. Um so really for me, it's just been a lifetime of kind of unpacking that and basically finding 
truth or finding things that are actually practical, pragmatic, and useful uh, is kind of more so the way I look at it. So I'd had an interest in Chinese philosophy and in Asian or Eastern arts since I was pretty young. And then I think when I was around 14, I started reading about Buddhism and Taoism and these kinds of things. And it made no sense to me. I didn't understand it whatsoever, but it like clicked something in my brain, which set me on a journey. Um, so, yeah, I, at least for me, the things that I took away, I don't know would be that useful for <laughs> a lot of other people, because mostly the biggest things I learned was just a pretty heavy degree of self-reliance and independence, a pretty strong critical and what many people would consider judgmental mindset in terms of like someone presents a concept, my brain will tear it apart into all of its components and then trace the components back to whatever context they came from, like pretty much instantly um, because that's just kind of how I look at situations and events. But I think for a lot of people, that's not necessarily that useful. Um, so I guess to make it something a little more applicable is just some ways people have to just trust their own, intuition to a degree trust whatever their gut feeling is even though sometimes it contradicts their uh what the environment is telling them because like the things i got into the things i did literally no one in my environment was into at all and i didn't tell them about it i didn't talk to them about it because had i done that they would have said negative things about it like i remember a clear moment when i was maybe like 12 or 13 i just decided i was going to stop telling my family and my surroundings, like what I actually thought and felt because they were so small minded that I knew it would just be kind of like shot down. So that's kind of like what I learned, but I don't think that's necessarily always the healthiest thing for people. And as I've gotten older, you know, I've kind of softened on that and um, kind of matured, but that was just kind of what my journey pushed me on. And then once I was um, maybe in my early twenties, I had kind of one of my first real mentors and teachers, someone that I really respected, someone that was like exponentially smarter than me, exponentially more skilled. And basically I remember I was so blown away by this. I went to get acupuncture from this person and he, he just said hi, and then just took me to the room and I laid down and that was it. And then he walked in the room and just completely d dissected my whole character, my whole personality, all of my health issues on no information, no intake, no nothing. <laughs> and, and this is the other thing is it was accurate. It, it was precise. It was articulate. It was clear and it was accurate. It wasn't like vague, like astrological or chakras or energies or anything. It was like, it was, it was like getting punched straight in the face. Like it was a, it was a sword cutting right through. It was extremely sharp. And I was just like, what? how do you know this? Like, how is this possible? So, I mean, I've had a few different teachers and mentors in my life of people of that caliber and greater. Um, and I just try to just, uh, you know, absorb what I can and understand what I can and apply what I can. So I think another lesson I could pass on to people is find people that are more skilled than you are, more knowledgeable than you are, have the results that you want to have and like, listen to what they can tell you if you have, you know, connection and rapport with them, because it can save yourself so much time, so much energy, so much money, so much stress, everything. You can just take advantage of someone else's experience. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of people aren't really open to that. And to me, that's always been mind boggling. 
because like if someone's better than me at something, I don't care what it is. I want to know what they know. I want to listen to what they have to say. Even if I don't agree with it, even if I don't like them as a person, even if their personality offends me, I want the information because I want to improve or I want to not have whatever issue that I'm dealing with. And to me, that's the most important thing. But I think sometimes people put kind of like their ego and their pre-existing experience over like the results and what the achievement. Um, so I would say to sum it up, uh, people may be starting to tap into and listen to their own intuition and follow the little hunches of like, oh, maybe I should try this or maybe I should look into this. And then second, if you can find people that are more skilled, more knowledgeable, more successful and have the results that you want, then do what you can do to get their advice or get their insight. And most importantly, apply it, <laughs> put I it like in action, take action, do it. So I would say those are maybe the three biggest things that I've learned, um, which now I don't even remember what they are. <laughs> no way, first no one is like, listen to your, uh, you know, your gut feeling, your instincts. Second, find some, someone who's more skilled than you. And third, take action, do something, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not the right, necessarily perfect thing, as long as you're doing something, you're already moving forward. So it's easier to shift because getting started is always the hardest part. Um, That's true. That's very true. That's very it's like, true. It's like in terms, this is the last point I'll make and then we can move on. But it, the, it's, I talk to this people, I talk to people about this a lot in a business context where I meet people that are all like, have this insane plan. They've got everything mapped out. They've got all this stuff. And I'm like, well, that's cool, but you don't actually have a business. So I'm like, all this stuff doesn't really mean anything unless you actually have a business. Whereas I was the exact exact opposite. I had like no plan. I didn't really know much of anything about business, but I was like, well, if I have one, then that means I have one. That means I can improve it rather than sitting here writing things down for the next 12 years. Um, it's like I meet, I, I know some friends from a friend group of business associates one guy is all about vision board and law of attraction and setting goals and personal development and mantras and affirmations and positive thinking. And then I have another friend who's never done any of it. Which one do you think is the multimillionaire? <laughs> I think the, the guy doesn't know any of that stuff, but he just took action. He just got things done while this guy was planning. This guy was working. And my friend who's the planner is still broke and is still living on his girlfriend's couch. And my friend who was the action taker is a multimillionaire. So I would say that's the, uh, the last kind of lesson I could pass on to people. I do. I hope the planners not listen to this episode because you might lose a friend. <laughs> I mean, it's just the story of my life. I mean, if you have an opinion in 2023, you're going to offend someone. Um, cause obviously there's a time and a place for planning, but I'm just trying to illustrate the power of taking action and how. Would you rather read about having a million dollars or would you rather have a million dollars? I'd rather have it personally. Exactly. Would you no, rather I agree eat with you. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's like when New Year's and we say New Year, new me, and I'm going to be do all this wonderful, fantastic stuff. And it never happens. Or right. we never, we never get to the execution phase. Now, some people need, may need different type of help to get the ex, to the execution right. phase. I'm more like you. I, if I get up and say, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do. When I decided to launch yeah. my podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. I had like five guests, not to five guests. I had like five um, viewers per week. It was something crazy like that. I was talking to yeah. the void, but here I am now. Right. So, yeah. you know, I got up and I did it and I've learned things along the way and I've improved it, but I couldn't have improved on a product that wasn't there. If exactly. I didn't create it in the first place, yeah. right? 
So I definitely agree with you. And um, and what you think? I did, and they said there's a place of planning, but of chronic planning is a is is an issue within itself. Yeah, paralysis of analysis. Oh, I like that. I like that. Now let's go talk about well, talk more and more. Talk, uh, ooh, I'm losing my train of thought here. Tonic herbs. I think it's the yeah. five day fast is getting to my brain. So let's talk about tonic herbs again, right? So sure. what are they, and what are the uh, transformative um, capacity of tonic herbs? Sure. So I think to illustrate it, I can talk about uh, reishi mushroom in particular because that's a great example to illustrate many of the things. Um, so on a wider scale. Usually people understand taking herbs as like, I have a cold, so I'm going to take something to boost my immune system, or I don't want to get sick, so I'm going to ramp up my immune system. And that's kind of the extent, in, at least in terms of America, that's pretty much the assumption is that like herbs are medicinal and you shouldn't take them and you can't really take them for a long period of time. And whereas with tonic herbs, typically they're safe to take over a long period of time. They're not going to throw your body out of whack or have like a, a toxic kind of poison response. Whereas many herbs, you can't take them for very long. And even if you do, there's going to be side effects because they're, they might be really heating or they might be really cooling or drying or moistening or whatever. Like they have different properties. And that's the whole kind of the genius of Chinese medicine is they completely understood this. And in my opinion, is the most advanced like herbal system that the planet has it's it's ridiculous um just how thorough and complicated and powerful it can be um, but basically in terms of a tonic herb it's something that's safe to take over the long term isn't going to throw your body out of whack and actually can help balance your body out can have maybe balance out your immune system balance out your adrenal your adrenaline response balance out um you know a bunch of different functions in your body which i can't say too many things or make, you know, claims because it's 2023 in America. Um, but basically that's a, a general idea. So something like reishi, you know, it's something that can work on your immune system in a pretty profound way. So it's not something that will ramp up your immune system, like what people usually think of herbs. And it's not something that just puts your immune system to sleep. It can actually do both intelligently so when you take it, it kind of adapts to wherever your immune system is and helps your immune system function more efficiently and effectively. And then it can help calm down kind of allergies and autoimmune things and help bring up the weaker parts of our immune system, which people typically just understand the immune system as like, I get sick or I don't, or I catch a cold and I don't. But in reality, it's so much more profound than that, that so many things that the immune system interfaces with and honestly, I don't think people necessarily know or realize how much their immune system affects their psychology and affects their basic affect. Because like, if you're really inflamed, you're probably stressed. And if you're really inflamed and stressed, it means your immune system's probably kicked on, which means you probably don't feel good, which means you're probably not in a great mood, which means it takes less to irritate you, which means it takes less for you to be mean to someone else. <laughs> like, like just in a very simple mundane way. Whereas if you actually decrease the systemic inflammation and your system can actually calm down, you'd be surprised at how actually more psychologically and even physiologically calm you can feel and how that can interchange interface with how you relate to the world, how you inter show up in relationships. So that's kind of illustrating some of the differences of tonic herbs uh, between like, you know, medicinal kind of 
I have a cold or I, I I'm constipated. So I'm going to take this herb and it's going to give me diarrhea. Like that's not tonic herbs. That's a completely kind of really lower class of herbs, which of course has a time and a place, but it's not something you want to do over the long term. Whereas tonic herbs are almost like exercise or good food, meaning you're not going to just take it once and be like, Oh, this is incredible. It's something you do a little bit over a long period of time. And it just gradually improves many different functions in your body. So reishi can really work on the immune system, which of course can transform a ton of functions in your body. But then also reishi in particular has this kind of calming psychological stabilization quality that is really unique that not many herbs have and really no other mushroom has in particular. And I've, I've, I've experienced that one firsthand. Um, reishi was the first tonic herb that I really got into. It really changed my outlook. And I think it really activated parts of my brain for sure. Um, and then I've had hundreds, if not thousands of clients over the years say the exact same thing. I mean, I have people that will like cry if I run out of stock of reishi, <laughs> like people really rely on it. And it really helps a lot of people adapt and deal with stress. So basically summing it up, Usually most herbs are just kind of like one-off medicinal things you could use for a short period of time that have, you know, side effects. Whereas tonic herbs are something you can take regularly over the long period of time, you know, like exercise or eating well, that's just gradually going to improve many different functions in your body. Uh, so, you know, ratio is using an example, but there's, there's many others that can have many different effects. Like cordyceps can really work on your immune system as well, but also can really strengthen the uh, the kidneys and the adrenals and the kind of function of the lungs and also improve our uh, cellular ATP levels and just give us like kind of more metabolic energy. So, yeah, so hopefully that gives you a little bit of idea about kind of like what this is the difference between regular herbs and tonic herbs and then also some of the things that they can do. And it sounds like with tonic herbs, you take them to give you what food even good nutrition alone cannot give you right so like for example i i've always supplemented with always for years now with uh different types of mushrooms i also supplement with monolaurin and you know um and algae like um spirulina and corella and so on and so forth so i i i add these different supplements into my routine that on top of a good nutrition to give me that extra boost to improve the health of my gut to improve my immune system to improve my sleep quality. So that's the, the idea people are missing is what you're like, you're saying it's not, well, let me take this so I can feel better necessarily, but let me add this to my protocol or to my routine to help boost me over time. So I can develop a stronger immune system. So I can have a healthier gut. So my sleep can be better. So I can relieve stress. And you may not feel it the first time you do it, but over time you will to when you start to take them out of your routine, out of your diet, you can, you may even feel the effects of a habit. It's kind of like if you eat well for a while and you start eating crap again, you're going to feel that change before, mm -hmm. right? So, but when you first started eating well, you probably didn't even realize the difference, but over time, you, your body adjusts, but then you go back to eating what you're eating before and you're like, oh my gosh, where did this pain come from? Oh my gosh, my sleep started again. My sleep is thrown off, right? So that's, that's, that's the way my brain is really looking at tonic herbs, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's not to say that people cannot have a, an experience on the first dosage. Because if the product is really good and of high quality, 
like, at least for me, a lot of my customers are my customers because they feel something from the product. And for me, that's why I created the products the way I created them and the why I built the business is because I also wanted to feel something from what I was taking. Like I wanted to actually feel it and see the benefit in the short term and the medium term and the long term. Like I wanted all of it. Um, so that's kind of how and why I formulated my product, my products and my company just kind of based on, on those things. So, you know, it's, it's, it's also like you have to explain it with a caveat because some people, if you say that they're going to expect it to be like coffee or right. like something really pretty high up on like the obvious spectrum of stimulation. Uh, whereas this is something a little more subtle, but also it just kind of depends because we're all a little unique in our kind of proprioception and how sensitive we are to our bodies. So just one of the Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And it's and a lot of it going to happen. A lot of it is, goes along with the mindset you have going into it and what you're doing. Because like I said, we're, we're a slave now to have a headache. Let me take some ibuprofen, which right. is destroying your gut fauna and creating all these other issues in the meantime. But it makes me feel good in the for the, for the next few right. hours or whatever. So let me, just, let me just take the risk or whatever, right? Versus something that can help you in the, in the long term. Because when I first started working on my health, I initially felt certain changes, like my asthma started getting better and even my, I breathe in my energy and just little things. I immediately started to feel an effect, but the biggest effects that I felt were my, were long-term, were, yeah. were long-term. And that's the same way I look at supplements, um, our adding anything to your protocol is there's some immediate things that you may feel, but right. the long-term benefit of it and longevity is where you really get the bang for your buck. And exactly. I, Audience, with that being said, I'm coming up to the hack of the episode. But before I do the hack of the episode, let me talk to you about AminoCo, one of my favorite companies, right? You see, their products are 100% science-backed, built on amino acid technology, first funded by NASA, and further refined through rigorous research and independent clinical trials. They have determined the precise blends of amino acids to help you become stronger, heal faster, reduce age-related um, declines, improve your overall metabolic health. So today I'm going to talk about Perform that I use pretty much every day, an essential amino acid-based formulation designed to improve muscle performance during exercise, enhance mental clarity and concentration, reduce fatigue and dehydration, and minimize recovery times. And I say I use it just about every day because I work out just about every day because, you know, I'm crazy like that. See, Perform is designed to boost athletic performance by increasing peak physical strength and endurance while improving focus and concentration. And you know, I need as much focus and concentration as I can get. So the ingredients in Perform have been clinically proven to improve strength and physical performance. And check out these trials that I love. 20% increase in exercise completed. 22% increase in uh, endurance. 11% increase in peak power during exercise and 10% improvement in cognitive function during exercise. And may I add, it tastes great. So the website will be aminoco.com slash Zico Health, where you can get 30% off the amino base products. And of course, the link will be in the description of the episode. And with that being said, Let's go back to my man, Brandon, over here, and let's talk about how not to get ripped off when purchasing medicinal mushrooms. Go ahead, Brandon. Lay it on us. 
Yeah, absolutely. I still just laugh every time I hear that title because uh, I just remember when I wrote it in like maybe 2011, way back when. But I think the biggest thing to understand and look for is first and foremost, what was the mushroom grown on? Second, what part of the mushroom is it? And third, is it even an extract? If those, if you can ask those questions, you can ascertain the quality to a relative degree pretty quickly. And the reason why I say that and the reason what I mean by those things is that a lot of companies these days are selling brown rice, oats, and corn disguised as mushroom products. So what I mean by that is uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of companies that sell ground up mycelium powder, but half of what they're selling is whatever that mycelium was grown on, which is usually brown rice or oats. So when you get the powder and you taste it, you're like, oh, this is really sweet. Yeah, because you're eating oats or brown rice. Because the mycelium can only eat about 50% of whatever it grows on. So if they grow it on rice, then you're buying 50% brown rice and 50% mycelium. So that's already an extremely dilute product, but it's very quick to produce. It's very cheap to produce. And the public is not very educated or informed, but they hear about mushrooms are good. They see it on the shelf of the store for a good price and they taste it and it's sweet. So it's a win, but they don't actually get the benefits or really get any any appropriation or, or any approximation of what that mushroom actually is and can do. So that's why I point out like, well, what part of the mushroom is it? In most cases, you want the fruiting body. There are exceptions, but the fruiting body is going to be the safest bet. And then ideally, you would like that fruiting body to be grown on hardwood because mushrooms naturally in nature grow on wood. Um, you're probably not going to go in the woods and wild harvest reishi mushroom growing on corn, oats, or soy, as you're going to find it on a log. Same thing with chaga, lion's mane. Cordyceps is a little different because it's wild. Um, origin is an insect, <laughs> not not a, a plant. It's come from bugs. So that's a little bit different. Um, and then third, is it an extract? So like if you just take reishi mushroom fruiting body you're like oh it's organic it's grown on wood it's vegan it's gluten-free it's kosher it's blah 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 blah. you fill in all the things that it's free of and they're like oh it must be good but if it's just ground up reishi mushroom fruiting body it's basically you're just eating wood and your body can't break that down it can't digest it which is why historically mushrooms were always decocted or basically cooked into a tea that was drank because with the exception of like the, the edible mushrooms like shiitake and maitake the majority of them are inedible, meaning the fibers inhibit your body from breaking it down and accessing it because it's like eating wood. Um, so that's why you would want to say, is it an extract? So basically recapping, you know, what form is it? Is it mycelium? Is it fruiting body? How was it grown? What was it grown on? And then third, is it an extract? So if you can ask those questions and ascertain the answers, then you can usually find out if it's a good product and if you're going to be getting ripped off or not. Now, that being said, you can still get ripped off because there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, duplicitous or just maybe uneducated companies that are coming on the market these days because of just the trendy nature of mushrooms and how popular they are. People want to make money. Um, so for me, you know, I've been sourcing and consuming mushrooms for since 2004, I guess. So almost 20 years. And basically the mushrooms that I sell 
in most instances are basically the same exact ones I've been selling since like 2010. Why? Because they were already really good. <laughs> so I don't really need to jump on any trends or bandwagons or whatever, because I checked all the boxes when I started. So I just kind of keep doing it. Obviously there's some exceptions and caveats, but hopefully that gives people an idea about what to um, look for, or at least what to ask or what to be, try to in, try to be informed about when buying a mushroom product. Thank you so much for sharing that. Knowledge is power, people. Knowledge is power. So Brandon, thank you so much for sharing that because you're right. And I've heard similar stories before, or even descriptions before from others that I've had on the show that have explained that because a lot of us getting ripped off because once something becomes a big business, everybody is in yeah. it. Not everybody does their research. And some people at the end of the day out to make a quick buck, right? Yeah. And with that being said, my man, let my audience know how can they... uh access your information, learn more about your work, purchase purchase uh, some mushrooms if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. So my main website is HyperionHerbs.com. And if people have any questions about anything, want recommendations, want any more information about anything we talked about, they can just contact me through there. Um, and then also, you know, obviously check out the products, the mushrooms there. And then my YouTube channel is HyperionTV.com. And there's well over 700 videos covering a wide range of subjects, dozens of videos on every mushroom that we've talked about. Um, a lot of stuff on there because, you know, we're talking about videos going back to like 2009. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of information. So happy to point people in the right direction, give me recommendations or answer any questions should they come up. Um, but those are the best ways that people can reach out and contact me. Awesome. And the website and also the YouTube channel will be in the show notes. Show notes are going to be, this one's pretty easy. Everybody knows what it's going to be, right? ZikaHealth.com slash Hyperion Herbs. Nice and simple. And the show notes, you click on the description of the podcast or the episode, you'll be able to get to the show notes nice and easy. And with that being said, we're out of, we're out of here for the day, fam. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content, out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.